What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is the B Show, your weekly NXT and AEW Dynamite review. It's probably the best review out of probably the only review. It's not like there's any other podcast that that review these. I mean, in in the greater San Francisco neighborhood, you know, Mm -hmm. we can say we are the only one this neighborhood. But anyways, this is the B Show. Like I said, we talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT from last night, which was uh, July 8th. I'm Corey Smith, your show host, with joining me via Zoom conversational uh, application. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Um, my co-host, Remember Michael. Michael Vergara. Was it uh, Zooms? Oh, that was the, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Zoom, fucking Zoom, um, Zoom. The Mitsubishi. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it was Mitsubishi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, had yeah. that one kid that was just like, just whispering, like, Zoom, Zoom. So, so. Uh, there you go. That's something for the kids out there. 15-year-old commercials. Yeah, yeah YouTube. This show is fine. not brought to you by Mitsubishi. I wish it was. Mitsubishi, if you're listening. If you want to sponsor am, us, we are I would open. love a car right now. We would, <laughs> are open to an open contract for advertisement of three cars. Because Jose yeah. needs one, too. I think Jose already has. Nah, Jose already has. Ah, he gets another one, whatever. Anyways, how are you today, You can never sir? have too many cars. Okay. All right. Just uh-huh. fi- I finished my cup of coffee now. It's, oh, I just I gotta you know I gotta what? make up for it in this water I have right here. Michael, you need to be ready because I I just poured myself a giant my giant Deadpool coffee cup, and I'm ready to go. Ready to talk about some news that happened this week, some AEW Dynamite, and some NXT. But before we get into all of that, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR four one five. It's the best way to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio, especially with uh, all the cool things we post on Instagram. You know, we're just those like those cool older dad types that post cool stuff. And you're like, what? No, no, actually, we post a lot of news on Instagram, a lot of stuff that uh, if we don't get a chance to talk about it here and it's breaking news, we let you know on Instagram, uh, Twitter. We also like to leave our comments about stuff. So those are kind of funny sometimes, right? I guess. You're really I selling can't. it over there, aren't you, Michael? I mean, as funny as Twitter Twitter feeds go. Nonetheless. Like, uh, there's no such thing as a funny Twitter account. I'll just uh, say that. Yeah. Also, uh, if you're on YouTube, so hit that bell, subscribe. Uh, go to our merch store. We have merch, too, if you like that kind of stuff. It really helps support the show. And it supports uh, maybe we'll get a better camera for one of us. Maybe you or me will get a better webcam. And uh, you'll get better quality. You get to see this beautiful mug. Ooh. So we don't have to pay jack shit for it. It's all well, on you guys. You know, I think we pay in our reviews. You know, that, that's Oh, we I pay think. all right. We definitely do. Nonetheless, at CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, teespring.com slash store slash. Uh, all the links are down there below. You got a freaking spot in my hair. Like, you ever have, like, that part in your hair where it just never goes down? Like, this is for our video listeners. This is for our YouTube. Like, you got to go to YouTube for this exclusive content. Like, you notice how this hair just keeps going down? Yeah, I'm, well, it's, no I'm, what, having, I'm having no that problem what. with that piece right there. That yeah. piece uh, right there. That's why I'm not yeah, moving. That strand. It, it's perfect right now, so I can't move I sh- that much. Maybe I should just get some egg whites. Or, you ever hear about that? Like, people just try to, like... Or gel? Like, like there are people who just... I think like mostly people who wear like mohawks, like they usually just wear like do egg whites. Like you ever? I, I've heard of um, I've heard of people using um, what do you call it? Um, glue like Elmer's glue. Oh God, that would smell. But I, then again, so would egg whites. I but guess. so did I. I used the Elmer's glue one time, and it it really it was really really hard to cut. It, it held very well. I had a mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like a was it a like a Seamus kind of mohawk or was it just like a faux hawk or just No, no, it was a it was a real mohawk, but I had I kept my sideburns. 
so it was like shaved in between but i kept my sideburns and i spiked them out yeah no nah, that's a thing that's mark quinn and road War. was it animal or hawk that had the reverse mohawk the bihawk i can never tell yeah i think it was uh, the dead one unfortunately the, animal right that's, I we're really showing our I'm really showing my ass here. Anyways, whatever. Where well, that's you know where that's the we're the younger crowd. We know a little bit more. About Mark Quinn, he's the one with the biohawk. There we go. Anyways, uh, I had a I had a unhawk. It was an evil Uno. I called it. No, I didn't. I wish. Wait, I could take yeah, it. I was gonna say like evil Uno. He has no hair. I wish I could take. Well, you don't know that. Oh, that's true. He we wears don't a mask. We he was still yeah. wearing a mask last night along with all those other. Uh, fine young people in the dark order. So anyway, anyways, let's uh let's get in some news, shall we? Some news. Yeah, because everything happens all the time in wrestling. It's a uh, it's a full time job, honestly. Um, so uh, let's get right into. It. I think we should just probably start with the um the Matt Riddle situation, shall we? I yeah, know. I guess. Yeah, pretty I th- much. I think it's probably it's... the most serious piece of news we have here to talk about today. Yeah. Everything else is kind of uh some stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk about Dominion, too. We'll talk about, you know, upcoming New Japan Week. So but yeah, Matt Riddle. Yeah, Matt Riddle uh, reveals, uh, he released a video, was it yesterday, on Wednesday, denying the sexual assault and abuse allegations. The WWE SmackDown roster superstar on Wednesday strongly denying the abuse. Uh, he started the video by saying, I did not have, I did not Mom, abuse man. anyone. That, <laughs> this is a very serious situation. It is, but I mean, look at this video. How serious was this video? Okay, no, I get your point. I mean, he came out, he basically said, I did not abuse um, any women or men, which I, was a very random offhand remark. But uh, I mean, there was there was claims around there that he was like, he got around and he really did get around. Like oh. on Twitter where he would just, you know, ex- well, have well. homosexual relationships as well. And Okay, well, maybe that was what he was insinuating. So he was, I think he was trying to clarify that as well. Uh, I have the yeah. Go ahead. Talking about the Candy Cartwright situation, uh, where she did um, allege that he committed sexual abuse against her while they were dating, while they were having an affair. He did admit to the affair on video, but he says he was never sexually abusive or commit any acts of sexual violence against her. Um, so, like he um, he in the video he pretty much and I'm just pulling off from the Wrestling Observer website. He said he was getting sad and depressed during the affair because he was lying both to both his wife and his friends and that he eventually told his wife about it. He then blocked Cartwright on social media and changed his phone only for her to allegedly keep finding ways to contact him through other social media accounts and finding his new number. He also claimed she would show up to hotels and harass his friends to ask to his whereabouts and that when she didn't get her way when he wanted to end their relationship. She used the hashtag speaking at movement to ruin his career. Um, yeah. I mean, like in these sort of situations, it would be really easy to just stay silent on a certain things. And I, I kind of just chalked it up to Matt Riddle, just defending himself. Yeah. Um, well, now, I, mean, not, I think a lot of other people just kind of stayed quiet about it and said, said you know what? I'm not going to come yeah. out and talk about this because what good is it going to do to go out and just say, Hey, I didn't do it. Like, you know, I mean, you handle it behind it, the scenes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword where it's like, I don't want to go like, but like, I, it's first of all, it's a very just, it's just a very personal, like, it is a very personal situation. And yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I do believe have that 
you know, I do still, you still got to believe victims are everything, but it's Matt Riddle has every right to show to like, you know, to post this video and really some, how defend himself. I mean, yeah, he does. The, he, he, has, he has the right. To he has that right. He has that right. For sure. Whether or not he, whether or not it's true or like justifiable or it was the smart move, that's a, um, an entirely different conversation in and of itself. The, he, like, so what did you, th- did you see the video? Cause like, yeah, I, I mean, I saw like half the video and then I just kind of was like, all right, I'm kind of shutting this off. It's just, um, it, it's, you know, he admitted to having the, um, the affair and he says his wife didn't know about it, but, wasn't there text messages of his wife to Candy, like asking him, asking her for like, like stuff yeah. she had, yeah, like like that she blatantly knew about the affair before this, yeah. So why and, is Riddle coming out with this video just saying, "Well, she didn't know, and I did have an affair," and this is me coming out about the affair? So it's just like, to me, it, like it, I said, it, if it, it it doesn't exactly help his case, no, like this video. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, I think he would have been better off if he would have just stayed silent about it you know and just kind of handled it behind the scenes with his lawyer and you know yeah or like he could have just said like you know i'm aware of these again again uh, i i, I, I not, no, no, i hate no I, i'd hate to say this but take the take the patrick clark playbook playbook and say like a third party is investigating it, and that's all i'm going to say about that yeah at the same time I'm Don't not, do, I'm not, do not, I'm do not, not giving pull advice. from the Patrick Clark playbook. Ever. I'm not giving advice to people to get, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Like it made no sense to, for me to, um, to me that he came out with this video, uh, right now because he's just, I, it's just more lies. I think, or not, I can't say more lies, but it just seems to me that more and more is not adding up. And I don't want to like be grim or anything or condone this sort of like, Action. the way this narrative is shifting but the talk was kind of fading about this as well and for him to actually kind of bring it up again yeah also didn't really help his case either yeah like it's it's it, it i don't like the fact that it like the the that this was you know getting a little bit like was the the story the, the this whole story was just kind of getting out of the zeitgeist but for him to post this video it was just sort of bad timing because people were just kind of forgetting about it anyway i mean people i and internet never forgets but yeah yeah it was sort of just passing by and then he just brought it up again didn't help him it did not help his case at all so i mean i hope something comes of that i mean eventually cartwright has not responded to the video no no but she did uh like was i think the reason why he came out with this video is because recently i think earlier this week she came out with pictures of them oh, yeah. kissing yeah. in a car, and um, so she, and then know. and then there was also there was also some evidence corroborating with this where it was the same day that was posted that um, he was wearing the exact same shirt from another person's Twitter account. Okay, yeah, so. it was him and Damien Priest like ah, he was wearing the same shirt. I am sorry, him. Matt Riddle. I did not mean to post that picture. I will take it down right now. I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> No. He wouldn't. Have, he doesn't it, have to apologize for anything, honestly. Well, I mean, it's a bro- right, to Matt Riddle, like, oh, why'd you, why'd you do that, man? It's bro code, man. It's bro code in WWE, man. You got no. And that's the thing. WWE knew that. I imagine, like, the fact the story went out there, like WWE knew this. Imagine yeah. what they do know and we don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they probably know a lot more about these guys than 
than we don't, you know. And sure. and they're still pushing him to the degree that they are on SmackDown. Which, I mean, look hey, at look at look at uh even goes back to the day, you know, with the whole murder allegations with Superfly, you know? Oh, yeah. Jimmy Snuka. Oh, yeah. It's it's forever a dark stain on the many WWE will WWE. blatantly cover things up. And I'm not saying they covered up a murder, but they will cover up the image of Oh, they did. to us. <laughs> they tried to. We don't I can know. say that. We don't know for sure. Like uh they allegedly did. And what I'm saying is, is that they covered it up image wise for sure. They covered it up to the public to the public perception that that never happened until what, 20, 30 years later when he was eventually being charged for it. When, you know, evidence was coming out. Even when they were he was about to get charged, like uh, didn't they when Jimmy Snuka died, they posted tributes all over the from Twitter, like they did a, like a whole entire tribute for that guy when he passed away. Well, yeah. So, you know, WWE will, in in my view, WWE will do things like cover things up and uh, at least like it's I not said, out of the realm of possibility. It's just- right. Right. And like I said, at least I said uh, perception wise. So um, did you see last week's Smackdown. Uh, no. Did you? Because there was there was a Riddle promo, like speaking of Matt Riddle, there was a promo where he ostensibly just explained why he's not wearing shoes. Oh, God. Yeah. OK, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, um, my tootsies, bro. I got frostbite. It was, frost, it was frostbite. And now he just feels better when he's not wearing shoes. Like they have to explain that. Like that's that's WWE. Like that's main roster WWE for you. Like they they feel, they have that they, they have, have to have feel a story to explain everything. Yeah. Uh, not just well, I like wrestling with no shoes. So, or the fact that he was an MMA fighter. Yeah, exactly. Wow, well, that, like, ah, that's how MMA you're a wrestler like. now. So you gotta have an excuse, buddy. It was, it was so dumb, but well, like it, it dumb, was, like in kind of a fun was way. It, was like, it? I know a lot of people Eric? like hated it, but I was more just like, yeah, no, that's that's just that's it's absurd enough just to go like to swing the pendulum back to you know sort of funny instead yeah. of just outright was it carrie von eric that had the uh what he wrestled? kevin 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 von eric who yeah. wrestled with uh barefooted and didn't he have something to do with frostbite wasn't it that like a... no just 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 to look different okay all right just to be cool just to be cool and different well i mean yeah it was weird it sucked i did not like it at all so and he had a pretty good match with morrison in fact like Match wise, like SmackDown, I think it's the fact that it's two hours. Yeah, it's a lot easier to watch, and like the wrestling has been actually been pretty all right. Well, they lately. got a pretty they got a pretty good roster going over there. They they know? do have a pretty good roster going on. It's just it's Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Drew Gulak. Uh, well, not <laughs> Daniel Bryan via Zoom. <laughs> well, because like, hey guys, I'm yeah. watching in front of my plants. Yeah. Eventually, his plant-based television, telling him why Drew Gulak, bond he he bonds with Drew Gulak more than anybody there. Anyway, anywho's, nonetheless, Matt Riddle he came in the video. If you didn't see the video, go watch it. And yeah, I mean, I have no idea what they got planned for tomorrow for SmackDown. Doesn't that say anything about the way they promote that show now? They didn't have anything planned for NXT this week up until about an hour before the goddamn show. So an hour? I mean, well, I they mean, taped that show. Last I know, but it was like a week ago. Even Raw this week had one one match they were high, they were previewing. 
I wonder why these ratings are sinking. Are they are they just afraid to promote matches because they they're, they're afraid suck. to promote because people would just know ahead of time and they just won't watch anyway? Yeah, honestly. I think they try to be like, well, you know, we're going to have some good You never stuff. know what's going to happen. Tune in to find out. It's but Monday like, Night Raw. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. And that's kind of and that's kind of the difference in philosophies with WWE and AEW. Like AEW, you know what's going to happen next week and you know like you have every reason to watch, you know, yeah. the next Dynamite after the next Dynamite. Yeah. And then like you don't really get that with WWE because they and I can only and I can only, you know, see this from my perspective. It's that I personally think they're just afraid to promote matches because people just don't want to know. People just if I find out what's there, I'm not going to watch it if if it's bad or not. You can only tune in to find out. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think WWE puts on a lot of stuff. Like there was a lot of stuff that was rumored, you know, like, oh, like well, let's, 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 talk, let's talk. Let's talk about it because I actually have a couple things I wanted to talk about from Monday Night Raw this week. Because uh, that's that, what people listen because people listening to the B show. That's what they want. That's ah, OK. Well, there's there's news. They want to listen. It's wanna, news. It's news. Oh, you don't want to hear about wrestling news. OK, fine. You guys can go listen to another podcast. I don't care. I don't Whatever. Uh, no, there's uh, let's do a very quick raw review. Uh, he Slater made his comeback this week. Well, not official oh, yeah. to the roster. I don't think he's back. Is he back? I don't know. We don't know yet. He probably Slater. find out in, Obser- in the observer in a cut, like in a day or two. He showed up, uh, in his, uh, well, I think he foresaw the future very well back in the day, came out in his old school free agent t-shirt that he had when he was trying to get signed to raw or SmackDown. Um, I know, right? Because he is indeed Poetry. a free agent. Um, came out being introduced by Dolph Ziggler. Uh, him and Drew, uh, Drew uh, McIntyre had a match. And, uh, was, of course, it was a squash. But Heath, damn, this guy looking swole. He looked just as swole as fucking uh, McIntyre? Drew McIntyre himself. Yeah. You thought so? Like, it's how convenient. You get released from your company and you just conven- and you're you're no longer being drug tested and you just conveniently get jacked the second that you come back. Well, I mean, come on, dude. WWE drug testing. He looked. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's but a, a good joke. Yeah, because is there drug testing? I don't know. I mean, when they feel like it, I guess. I don't know. But Heath Slater, he. He pretty much went out there and kind of cut the promo of his life, thinking this would get like if I'll say this if it was up Ma- to me. He said if Drake Maverick did it, I can do it too. And like, look how look what happened. Like, if I was in the if I was in the position that I would be if I was in a position of power to do the hiring and the firing, like I would bring Heath Slater back because that yeah. segment on Raw, like yeah. Granted, it was the lowest rated. Apparently, it was the second lowest rated segment, like first hour in history yeah, yeah. of that show. Um, well, I think that's to be attributed think, to the lack of previews. I see. Yeah, I see. Well, I mean, if you advertise Heath Slater coming back, like, does that really make a difference? Um, but I thought actually, yeah, I might. thought he I see a lot in a Heath Slater and Drew McIntyre program. There's history. Like I know on paper it doesn't sound really that convincing, but then that segment kind of proved that if you have a storyline behind that, like if they promoted that match, if they if that was the main event, if they set because I, I thought it was like a really great setup for that for the main events yeah. of that very show. If you if you ended with Drew McIntyre and Heath Slater, you would make a compelling case to stay to for the third hour. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and actually and, give them a, a legit like because I mean them wrestling in their jeans you mean, you're not gonna see it you're not gonna see and, Heath any pull anything out you know yeah I think and then I think it was completely absurd that, that that match was only 20 seconds long it should have been way more because you have this you have this built-in storyline with Heath Slater he looks credible he, he looks great yeah and like and I and I do and I think you can salvage it because you know here's what I would do like I try to, to I, I tend to avoid his fantasy booking, but this is my fantasy booking for Heath Slater and Drew McIntyre. You would have Heath, you'd hire back Heath Slater, shoot wise, and then you would have the storyline where the only reason Heath Slater got his job back was because Drew McIntyre lobbied hard for him to get his job yeah. back. Yeah. But then Heath Slater would find that out, and he would resent the fact that he only got his job back because of Drew McIntyre, and because of that, he would just go on a tear, become a fucking psycho, like become a heel psychopath. And then you build him up for Drew McIntyre, you know, title here's, match. Here's my, here's my fantasy oh. booking here. He Slater books a meeting with Vince McMahon. He has a meeting. He tells him his worth to the company. Vince McMahon decides, okay, you're rehired. That's my fantasy booking. I don't think Vince McMahon would be willing to put himself into a storyline, especially one. No, it's not a storyline. This is a, this is, this is a shoot over here, brother. Um, I don't know. No. But yeah, I really I thought that was a really good segment on Raw that Heath Slater really showed his worth. Yeah. Uh, and also on Monday Night Raw, the unveiling of the brand new United States Championship. Michael, what would you think of this title? It's better than the TNT Championship. I'll say I that. will say that. I actually I really enjoyed this. Uh, the design of this new title, if you could see. If you're watching on YouTube, which you should be every Friday, um, it, we see the design right here. It kind of reminds me of, like, I don't know, like a TV title. It's a little smaller than the original design. Um, it's a little, I would say, less flashy than the original. Not the original, but the last design of the U.S. title. Because the last one kind of looked like a toy. Let's face it. This one actually looks like a title belt. Um, put the winged eagle on it. Are we going to call this the winged eagle now? Is this the new winged eagle? Nothing can be the winged winged eagle except the winged eagle. Yeah. Okay. The greatest uh, belt design. Is this ever the bald, made. This could be the bald AKA eagle. Bright's belt, I call it. Oh, you know that's my belt. You know. Um, it really is. He held it five times. Yeah, but this new U.S. title, I like. I said I really like it. I think it looks really cool. I'm not going to go out of my. Way. It was a long time coming. I'll say that. Like I that think it was. United, it was the that oldest design title. has been there for for a very long time. I think God it, damn near twenty years. It was their oldest title design uh, currently. Um, the U.S. Yeah. title was, um, and I think now the oldest title design is the WWE title, twenty seventeen. It has to be. Uh, even, I mean, the longest, like yeah, of the new designs, like yeah, they. I feel like that kind of just wraps it up now in terms of belt designs. Yeah, because. Um, the, tag the, tags. Time, the tag titles were made when the, the, the shows were split. So what year was, that was 2017 as well too, right? Uh, and well, nonetheless, wait, I forget. Are no, the, ta- are the tag titles cross promotional? No, they were at one point when they were a different color, they were gold and black. Remember those? So the penny tags. So, so I guess the, the those Viking, are... so the street profits are the only tag champions. No, no, that's not true because the new day. The I new mean, day, the new yeah. day are also champions. Yeah. Not or no, who's the SmackDown tag team champions? It's, it's the new day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, no, I think now uh, it's either the tag titles or the WWE title, which has the oldest title design in the WWE right now. Um, so, 
that's cool, I guess. I like, like I said, uh, go check it out or you see it on screen. The new title design for if you're listening on SoundCloud or wherever, go check out the design. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And anything else? Any news you want to talk about today, Michael? I can't think of anything. Okay. Well, let's. Oh, well, one more thing I need to talk about for Monday Night Raw. Sorry. More Raw talk. Um, somebody's getting their eye pulled out at the horror show at Extreme Rules. The horror show? The, the horror show. Horror show um, at, or the horror show. I don't know. It, it, they could go either way with that. Depends on your perception of professional wrestlers. Some, they perform for money. Exactly. Doesn't uh, have to be sexual. Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. The uncontracted Rey Mysterio, I will add. Um, that's true. That if anything, that's kind of a news item in and of itself. The dude is working without a contract. Yeah, uh, that's so kind of insane. He's working well. He's, I think, working for the betterment of his son in a, for a position in the company. Like uh, Dave Meltzer suggested this. Oh. Um, he he said if you if you really wants Dominic to be a star, treat him like um, do the same thing. David, I mean, um, Fit Finley did and. Put him regal did too get, with his son. Put him in the put him in the new Japan dojo. Put with, him with Shibata. Yeah, yeah, have him be have him be one of Shibata's stretch boys so. alongside Carl Fredericks and uh, other people. Carl Fredericks. Did you see Carl Fredericks? He actually has like he's starting to have a gimmick. He wears yeah, he's, tassels he's, now. He's probably going to graduate soon. Yes, he is. Um, good for him. Good. I Big cannot. I cannot wait to see uh, him. He's on. great. He is. Carl Fredericks really had blossomed into his own. He's great. And under the tutelage of Shibata and training before that, I believe, um, I don't know, I believe he trained with Gold Rush Pro Wrestling. I can't say for sure, um, but he wrestled a lot here in Northern California and the Reno area. So, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. So, eye for an eye, Rey Mysterio versus, and, and literally they said the winner of this match will be the one who extracts the eyeball from the other person. How do they finish this match, Michael? Uh, they don't. <laughs> like DQ. It's That's a DQ those, finish. It's, it's it's just one of those things where it's just it's 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 just a weird telling thing about how WWE kind of promotes their matches now, where they have to they really just go all in on hyperbole. Like we have the greatest wrestling match ever. We have climbed the corporate ladder. It's it's really just it's a promotional tactic. Like. They're not gonna. They're not gonna explain it, or they probably will. In a, or they'll either not explain it, or they'll spend an entire hour explaining it. And uh, I don't have an answer for you. Well, I, what they're gonna put like fake eyeballs like in a certain place of the, and that's that's Ray's eyeball, and that's Seth's eyeball, and you got to pull it out of their metaphorical head. I think they'll they'll. It's gonna be like a they'll ask. It's gonna be a ref's discretion kind of thing where they. Ask him, can you see? And say like, no, okay. The winner is Seth Rollins or Grand Mysterio. You know what? Uh, I can't I, muster up any type of enthusiasm for this stipulation because it's just too stupid. It's it, it's raw, baby. It's raw. All right. Well, enough of that stupid raw talk. Let's talk. Grand Mysterio, though, like that that dude. He, if I'm AEW, like I. I'd move heaven and earth for that guy. Well, it's not. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's Ray's call. And if Ray wants his son in WWE, if his son wants to be in WWE, Ray is going to stick with WWE for the betterment of his son's career. So, and that's just what I, mean, I think. They're just like, that's, that just sounds like fucking, 
like a hostage situation at this point. Well, like I said, Dominic can find success that's, outside of that's, WWE. That's what having kids is sometimes, Michael. It's a hostage situation. And, yeah. I'm be, and I'm being facetious in a way. But in a sense, like if Dominic wants to be in WWE, then what's Ray going to do? Say no. Again, you want to you want to make money or do you want to be a wrestler? Maybe he wants to make money. You know? Yeah. So, and like, if anything, nice. like, I'm not saying Ray is, is, is being a fool in this situation. In fact, I think he's being really smart in this situation, booking himself into Honestly, getting himself booked in the, in this type of situation and then leveraging himself, his value to the company if, if, in, 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 um, in hopes of getting a really good deal out of it. Like I can't blame Ray one bit if this was the end game for him, but and that's what, that's what a lot of, a lot of these people are going to do with their kids. They're going to leverage themselves for better positions for their uh, children. A lot of uh, these uh, children of pro wrestlers are training to become wrestlers themselves. You know, like if you see even uh, – I don't know if you saw the video uh, on uh, Michelle McCool's Instagram, but she posted a video of her daughter like putting some guy in like an arm bar, you know, in class, like some jujitsu classes. I was like, Jesus Christ. This girl's like 13 years old, and I know she's training to become a wrestler too. So, you know what I mean? You're going to have the daughter of The Undertaker – um, you know, Brian, Daniel Bryan has how many two kids now, or is about to have two kids. Mike ha- or Miz has, you know. So when you oh, grow yes. up in the industry, Tamina. I mean, Tamina. You look at Tamina. Look at uh, growing up in the industry. You know, look at that's what they kind of just the want. Rock. They just want generate. They really gravitate towards second generation. You know, superstars. well because they can base because it, it worked these. out so well for Curtis Axel. Because you can base it off of previous. You mm. know. But nonetheless, um, like I said, enough stupid raw talk. Let's talk WWE. Yeah, Who would have a podcast and talk about SmackDown and Raw? That's crazy. Let's talk WWE Battlegrounds. Oh, yeah. The, the video game. You saw this. You saw this video. Yeah. WWE not all stars, too. Uh, so uh, this video came out. This is a, a fantasy based wrestling game where everybody has a Superman it's just cartoon. It's like a cartoon. Just. Sort of non arcadey, yeah. some might say. Yeah, it looks dumb. I'm not gonna buy it. I didn't buy 2K20. I still haven't. You know, jury's still out on how it actually plays. It looks bad. Like every um, boss Moz from um, this Twitter account I follow, he tweeted tweeted out that video and says everybody just sort of has the like have the same body type as Chris Benoit, like st- muscle stock stocky but muscly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I don't get is why did WWE make these like really weird, dumb wrestling games? Why don't they just make like a party game, WWE Party, and just have the same style of characters? Because driving go golf carts, driving, you know, playing. Have you played WWE? Have you ever played WWE Crush Hour? No. That's the twisted. It's it's pretty much like if Twisted Metal. Yeah. It's twisted Metal, but all, a bunch of. But that's got such a narrow audience. Like, I, if you have a party like game, Jim, like kids are gonna want to. I don't play. know, man. Any video game that has that made Jim Ross say Undertaker has used the twisty rockets is a fantastic game in my book. I don't care how bad your video game is. That is a. They have. I'm lobbying for the I WWE mean, party game. WWE on the Switch. I just. I don't. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no. Live stream yourself playing that by yourself and uh, see how that goes, Corey. I um, what did I like? I liked the the WWE just had that that um, cross promotional stuff with King of Fighters on the phone. That was pretty cool. I had fun with that. Yeah, I played it. I played it a few times. I downloaded it. Uh, It was only for a little while. It was like a temporary promotion, but it was pretty cool. I mean, it's not like the original King of Fighters. It was more of a side scroll type game. They've been doing that for a little bit, actually. I can't think of anything right now, but putting WWE... They, um... 
Oh God, there was a Smash Brothers indie Smash Brothers game where they just added a bunch of WWE characters to it. They just got the license for it, yeah. and um, I I would be in full support of just adding WWE uh, wrestlers to just more things like fucking put John Cena in Mortal Kombat, fucking tear his spine out of his ass. Hey, hey, I want to see I want to see the actual five knuckles shuffle like and then like through somebody's head. That would be cool. Or just make or just make a John Cena skin for Reptile because Reptile has a special move where you can't see him. He turns invisible. There you go. There you go. Be John Cena. That's the John Cena skin. But WWE Battleground coming out this September for your video game system. It looks dumb. It looks dumb. So yeah, <laughs> go rent it at Blockbuster. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Or do they still have a game? Uh, what's that game rental thing? A GameFly. Do they still have that? That still exists. Surprisingly, okay. I used to do that. It's like but it's I like twenty dollars like a month. I can't. Yeah. I can't fathom paying twenty dollars a month for. A service nowadays yeah well like if you i pay like i i got a lot of mileage out of gamefly there's like that was the type of thing where you know like it's games that i wouldn't necessarily buy full price. it's you know the whole purpose of renting games honestly like oh have this for a little bit yeah. don't fully commit to it but yeah yeah gamefly sponsor us i want free gamefly accounts. um so do you want to talk about let's i guess we'll talk about dominion and the new japan show at the end of everything let's talk AEW Dynamite, shall we? Yes. Bring light the fuse. Bring the boom. Dynamite. <laughs> Dated July eighth, two thousand twenty. Fighter Fest night two in Daly's place at Jacksonville, Florida, the state where everybody wants to be right now. Yeah. Uh, private party with Matt Hardy versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. This was a really good match. This, yeah. Um, the hey, uh. Adam Page and Kenny Omega just defending their tag team championships for the second week in a row. <laughs> you know, they, they, they're they fighting champions. Pulling the Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, Page immediately jaw jacks Quinn and Cassidy. Code of Honor observed by Omega and Quinn to start things off. You got Tony shilling social media to you. Show your own party watching Dynamite a la the Nitro parties of yore. Have you ever attended a Nitro party, Corey? Don't know what that is. Uh, you don't remember? Like, I feel like you would. No. It's like, like 12 years old, dude. Okay. Um, I mean, what, they would what, just, what was it? They would just stick a camera in somebody's house and say, "Hey, we're having a party watching Nitro." Oh, I vaguely like remember. I vaguely remember seeing that on TV. But yeah, I was like twelve, so like you know, I was just like oh, watching man. with my dad you, eating pizza. Remember that the most if you were twelve and that happened. Uh, Page and Omega double team Quinn with chops. They built in on Quinn throughout. Quinn avoids a guitar crusher by landing on his hands. Drop kicks both Page and Omega. Silly string to Omega, but Page power bombs Quinn to the audience. Not a mask in sight. Uh, granted, this was filmed last week, so who knows. Uh, Cassidy does a mid-rope springboard cannonball to the audience. Again, no masks. I mean, yeah. A really, really sloppy double Spanish flight to Omega from both Quinn and Cassidy for a two-count. Cassidy and Omega exchange strikes. I yeah. have no idea who's the legal man here. Well, uh, yeah. On the rocks, which is pretty much a sling blade, but land back-to-back to Omega from Cassidy. You can't escape from Kenny, but then a powerbomb from Page for a two-count. Quinn misses a 450. Page attempts a buckshot, but is stopped by Cassidy. And gets a tornado DDT. Uh, shooting star press from Quen to Hangman. But the pin is stopped by Omega. Gin and Juice is stopped. Avalanche Liger bomb from Page to Quen. Last call to Cassidy. Tag champs retain. Um, this, again, this it this match really, like, it started sloppy. Because it's private. It's a private party match. They, um, they're a, a moves party. first, story second kind of guy, kind of uh, kind of team. They held but, their own, though. But they did hold their own as, as it actually went on. That's... 
this match, this this was a hot tag match, and, and I, this was a hot tag match to start Dynamite, and that's exactly what this needed to be. Yeah. Um, Page and Omega, they really just they got it's like it's 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 it's, it's like um they really found gold with this team. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like you could tell like this was all you could tell like from the from the get go like when they first started like you thought this was a temporary thing, but really like. I can see these guys going for like being champions for a very long time because yeah. they just they just work well with everybody. I I just, mean, I Hangman um, and Page, dude, like that guy that going guy. into the match. Uh, I did not think the titles would change hands, but there were moments at the match. I'm like, holy crap, are they gonna? Holy crap! Like for for quite some time, like for a very, I've kind of just turned a new leaf because I was sort of object. I was obje- I was objected objectifying to the fact that. Like Kenny Omega should primarily be a singles wrestler, but like considering where we are now as like as wrestling goes, yeah. like this sort of like it's that's the whole point of tag team wrestling where it's just sort of you show as much as you can while, you know, maintaining your your body because you wrestle half a match. Yeah. Technically when you're in a tag match. So it's a it's honestly a pretty good spot where of Kenny and Adam Page right now and down the line when they become singles wrestlers, they'll See how it goes. But Private Party, they really did hold their own in this regard. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, they, they was a really good match. Uh, there was that uh, when um, Hangman went for the buckshot lariat and was, was silly stringed. Yeah, it got silly stringed. It got silly stringed back out. That was fucking awesome. I was like, I was like oh, wait a minute. Something's on my back. Ooh, I got to go back. Ooh. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, next up, we get a plug of Cody on hot ones eating spicy chicken wings with other people. This was actually shown throughout the. Did Cody have a this match last night? Last week? Last night. Last night? No, Cody had no match last night, right? No. I thought he was supposed to be the fighting champion and, and wrestle every week. was off this week. Why? I thought he wasn't right. supposed to take any weeks off. I thought he was supposed I mean, to wrestle was... every week. What's going on? I heard it's supposed to be an open challenge. What are you doing, Cody? What are you doing? Not defending your title every week, huh? No, I don't really It'll, care. But... He'll get back to you. Right. <laughs> He'll get back to you. I just it, um, That's what I thought he, was going to happen. His, no, his 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 fight was against these chicken wings on hot ones. Okay, yeah. Have you seen hot? Have you seen hot ones? I I mean, we talked about it before, but I I've seen the the like the old like the one that was on YouTube. I think it was. Yeah, there was. It's originally a YouTube show where it's just a guy. I forgot his name. He's actually a pretty good host. Um, doing interviews. And he just he, he just interviews people while eating hot wings and just testing people's will to eat a bunch of spicy hot wings. Uh, I highly recommend watching the Gordon Ramsay one where it's like 30 minutes of just Gordon Ramsay just saying, shit, fucking hell. It's great. That's great. It's great. Uh, Lance Archer versus Joey Janela. Archer throws an already dead sunny kiss to Janela to, to, to start the match. Uh, I thought that was actually a really cool touch. I felt uh, bad for Sunny Kiss. It's like, oh, why is Sunny Kiss got to be taken out? Well, Sunny Kiss, uh, you'll see more of Sunny Kiss. Uh, Janela gets tossed around the outside, but gets a couple of comebacks with a baseball slide kicks and a diving crossbody. Janela gets a table and chair. He goes up top of the table, but is stopped by Paul Turner, saving him from a DQ. I thought this was gonna, this was a street fight, like going into this last week, but uh, apparently wasn't? not. I don't know. Okay. I, I maybe I got that confused with a. Uh, Mia Yim and Candice LeRae. Could uh, be. Archer comes, Archer comes back and kills Janela some more. Janela gets some strikes, but it takes it's all it takes is one from Archer to take him down again. During the break, Janela gets tossed to the barricade through a table after taking out Sunny again. Fire up from Janela, trying to bring him down. 
Blackout attempt from Archer into a takedown from Janela for two count or one. I forgot. A bicycle knee strike from Janela, but Jake the Snake distracts Paul Turner, uh, thus leading to Sunny Kiss do, doing a 450 after Janela does an elbow drop. Another two count. Jake um, was blackout. so bad at that, too, because he like he's like, I'm distracting you, ref. I'm just OK. Now you got to turn around and go count that pinfall. Like he literally looked like he was pointing for the like ref to count the pinfall on Archer. And I was like, what he? Okay. It's like he was trying to get his um his his um he was more he was more concerned about executing the spot yeah. than actually doing the spot. Yeah, doing it good. <laughs> like he was he kind of had he kind of had his doubts of how well he was going to do it, so he was just over. Yeah. Yeah. He was just he was overdoing it. Um yeah, uh blackout to the table from the top rope pin win for Archer. I thought this match overachieved. Uh I real like I really I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Um, I thought Sunny Kiss uh, had a pretty good spotlight on her as well. Him. Um, doing the 450 splash. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was a good match. What'd you him, think? Him or her, whatever. It was uh, whatever? No, no, no. I was You You called Sunny Kiss a her, and I was just like him. And I was like, well, it doesn't really fucking matter, whatever. No, I, 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 don't, know, I don't know what Sunny Kiss Identifies as both, I thought. Okay. Like, I know Jim Ross identified. Like, it was yeah. I, I know. Uh, I know. I gender flexible. Uh, yeah. Gender fluidity. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Again, if I'm wrong, please correct me, yeah. listeners. Yeah. I will. We will gladly listen to us being wrong and correct ourselves. <laughs> um, that's what everybody wants to hear. Yeah. Telling us how wrong well, we are. Well, that's how they can be in, interact with the podcast. You know, tell us where yeah. you were wrong. Uh, sponges in that sort of regard. There we go. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a fun match. I thought it was one of the better matches I've seen out of Joey Janela. Uh, and yeah, I, I think Joey. Are you not Janela, convi- are you not fully convinced about Joey Janela in AEW? I I liked the idea of Joey Janela before he came to AEW, and, and he would have some good like matches. in concept, like a, a signing a, someone like a Joey Janela. Yeah, you expected you expected somebody like Spring Break Joey Janela instead of just another guy because he I have to admit he was kind of steering dangerously into that path until they decided to use him a lot more yeah so I mean I like I think they should focus more on the tag team of him and Sunny Kiss but and I think they will but but then also another tag team like that tag like when you once you really like start to look at the whole tag team division as a whole and we'll get there with the eight man like there's gonna be a time where they gotta they gotta even things out a little bit and putting Sunny and putting Janela and Sunny as singles competitors who just happen to be with each other all the time, I think there'd be a lot more benefit from that than just being in a tag team where like yeah. like I'm not I'm not here to doubt them as performers, but out of everybody I feel like they would be the ones that could oh, I think that just be lost in the lost in the shuffle in a tag team as stacked as that. I think AEW has a pretty big shuffle. I'll say that. And I think Do you think they have are you saying like there's too many people to fill two hours because I can. There's also a, a very big argument for that. Like I do, they I did do. announce they did announce like they were going to do a second show, but you know, well, that got kind of nipped in the bud when this whole COVID foolishness happened. So yeah. we still haven't heard a single thing about that. Yeah. So um, we'll see. Darby Allen video. He's uh, still thinking about Brian Cage and proceeds to coffin drop over a hundred feet into a bunch of sponges. Thanks, Darby. It, this looked fucking ridiculous. At, at Travis Pastrada's uh, like dirt bike ranch or dirt boy. Is that who that was, Travis F- Pastrana? Because I only know ranch. I can only recognize Travis Pastrana through video games and him wearing a helmet. I believe it was Travis Pastrada. Yeah. Okay. This looked fucking dangerous. Like he could, you could, somebody as light as Darby Allen, like he could have easily lost his. <laughs> he just his equilibrium. Whoa, he floats away. Like he, 
Yeah, like what if he lands head first into those sponges? He flies. Like, he flies away like a like a flying squirrel. He's just like like a plastic bag. <laughs> uh, Priscilla's like, no, baby. Anyways, but yeah, that's that's it for Darby. Yeah, he was jumping off of like it was like a scaffolding thing uh, into the spot. It was it was pretty high. It was like a hundred feet. So Is, there's something about like there's a there's something about showing these this footage in black and white. That makes it seem a little bit it's more so much more cool. than it actually is. Because if it's just in color, it's just him like just being a member of Jackass. <laughs> that, like, honestly, just... I would have liked that too. But like, like, hi, I'm Darby Allen, and this is the pit jump, and then just jump off. I would have been okay with that. But uh, Darby Allen's a little bit more artsy than that, and I'm just trash, I guess. <laughs> Eh, you know, so, you know, Tony Schiavone interview with Taz and Brian Cage. Taz has two towels, one orange and one black. And I thought he was just like, it was just really amped up to see the San Francisco Giants play again. Because yeah. um, I'm not. Actually, well, he's from he's from the Bronx. He's, he's from New York. He's from, he's the from Bronx. Brooklyn. Uh, he's from Brooklyn. I thought it was Bronx. It was Brooklyn. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's all the, it's New York. It's all the same. Um, ooh, West Coast, East Coast beef. Um, but actually, one of the one of the ta- but one of them is actually a bag. It says what's in his hands is created with his blood, sweat, and tears. It's the FTW, also known as the Fuck the World Heavy uh, Fuck the World World Heavyweight Championship, and awards it to Brian Cage. A title um, that has not been seen since 1999. So like, did you knew? Did you know what this was? No, um, going into it, I, I did not. I I had to look I, this up as well. I was like, did they just okay? I, did they just make a new title? No, I think people underestimate like everyone's memory, like like a, t- a memory span, because this was what, a twenty plus year old title, and I know, I know. So this was, wasn't this created like in ECW? I so. Th- this was an unsanctioned title back in ECW, much like the Million Dollar Championship of WWF, and it was held by only two people, Taz and Sabu. Yeah. Um, I wrote down on my notes, just to, for people, just to give people a little bit of background here. The belt is permanently on Taz's name. In fact, this legit pissed off Sabu and got some athletic tape to cover it up and wrote Sabu with a magic marker. I did see that picture, yes. Yes. Um, Taz says, it's some renegade shit. <laughs> He goes, he goes, this title is not recognized by any uh, company, but it proves that you're the baddest guy around and the fans respect the person who holds this title. It's so really shit. I was like, holy I shit, Taz, calm the fuck down. Out of everybody, like out of all the old people and not to say, I mean, not to call Taz old, but then people of the prior generation signed by AEW, I think Taz has used has used his position to the fullest. I think he's been, I think he's an excellent manager to Brian cage. I think he's a really great commentator and I love his segments where he, I love, he breaks down these moves. I love, uh, uh, Brian cage too. He's just like, Oh wow. Thank you, Taz. I appreciate the title. <laughs> thank oh, he's you. just very, just great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's funny too. Cause last week when they cut, they honestly, they fucking, they look like two guys straight out of the nineties, like club scene. Like, yeah, like Brian, Cage. Brian Cage is the lead bouncer, but uh, Taz is the manager of the nightclub. And he's like, get this guy out of here, Brian Cage. And just Brian Cage with no shirt. I don't think that guy is. Ca- I don't think he's capable of wearing a shirt. 
I, I've never seen Brian Cage wearing a shirt. I've seen him I, wear a shirt. That APW show where he was asking Candice LeRae for baby oil, and I was just sit, standing there. Like, he literally, did I ever tell the story where I, I was just in have. the merch stand? Like, I was just staring at this World Heavyweight Championship belt. I didn't even know it was a merch line, but then I, like, all, I, then I see Tessa Blanchard and Candice LeRae just in front of the table, and I'm just standing there like a creep. I'm like, no, I'm actually just looking at the title belt. And then you see Brian, and then I saw Brian Cage, who. I'm going to say it right now. I am taller than Brian Cage. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you just pass him by. I thought he was just a fan, but then like he just kind of just, he barely had a shirt on and his, and he was asking Kenneth Larray for baby. Oil. That's any shirt he has on. He barely has it on. Yeah. And it was like, Hey, hey you got some can-? like, and I felt like I didn't belong there. I just felt like I, did I cross a line somewhere? Like, did I just, cause this is my first time at the cow palace. And so they were like, like, oil me I- up, Michael. Okay, like, how, do you know, sorry. How, how do you how do you know my name i didn't even introduce myself yeah but i just had like a polo shirt on like i didn't even have like i just looked like, like i don't know like it was your second wrestling show ever first actually oh wow yeah Anyways. um and yeah i thought i i thought i just stumbled upon backstage but really it was just that was uh it's just something i'll just never forget but brian Cage, Ray, too like oh yeah Tessa Blanchard. Look at like that. The, you you were in front of an AEW and NXT superstar at the time. You, you really think Tessa Blanchard is bound for AEW? No, I was talking about Candice LeRae and Brian Cage. Oh. And uh, former, t- former, former and, back champion. Look at that. Look at look at the amount of talent you get surrounded with yeah. when you go Carl to Fredericks a, was on that show. Ray Phoenix was on that show. Ray Mysterio was on wow, that show. Wow. Name after name after name. All you can see when all pro wrestling returns someday. Eight. AEW Dark's own Will Hobbs was on that show. Hey, willpower, baby. Yeah. Um, let's continue. That he was on Dynamite too. He was. Uh, he was. He was. He was, was Britt Baker security. He was. Um, where are we? Oh, yes. Uh, the Taz segment. Yeah, I liked it. What'd you think? It was a Taz segment. Uh, Taz is cool. He's yeah. be- he he's better than Paul Heyman, but they give me that Paul Heyman uh, Brock Lesnar vibe. What's your excitement for uh, for uh, Brian Cage versus Moxley next week? Oh yeah, so is it a double title match too now? I think no, I don't think it's a double title. It's just a like I think it's that's not on the line. It's it's a cosmetic belt, you know, like it's like that belt you own. It's like you just own, you just happen to own whoa, it. It's whoa, not gonna... whoa, let's calm down here. I earned that. I earned that belt just like the Million Dollar Man earned his world championship victory okay like he could put it on the line but he doesn't have to like it's not officially sanctioned it's not going to be recognized by it's recognized you know, by the, al- the almighty tony khan it's just it's there it's like the same reason why you would wear a belt in real life like it just keeps your pants up all right so no. that so you're saying to taz that the ft ftw title is only good enough to hold your pants up no that's cool yeah, no that's cool. i i'm calling the ftt meaning fuck that title <laughs> Wow. All right, you heard it first. <laughs> it's it's a character trait. It's a char- like it's a notch on someone's badge. Like it's just it's like yeah. the Thanos it's it's like the Thanos gauntlet. Like it's something it's just part of them. Yeah. Let's continue. Infinity gauntlet, I mean. So I don't want to I don't want to piss off J- Jose when I say stuff like that. Uh yeah, Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers versus FTR and the Jung Books eight-man tag team. Uh, heels enter with FTR struck, which was stolen last week. I've missed the Lucha Bros so goddamn much. Yeah, I did too. We'll see more of that, and I'll, we'll we'll get to that point the more I read into this. FTR Titan Tron consists of them half naked in their gear, walking through a dilapidated warehouse like the, the fabulous ones, and I just could not stop laughing. You see this? What? 
just no. the FTR's Titan Tron. No, no, I didn't see that. No, like they're they're just in their ring gear and they're just walking through some warehouse as oh, like seventies funk music plays. That's, that was awesome. I love it. Um, Bucks have a twenty twenty record of nine six, and man, that's just that really goes to show what the Bucks really like see themselves as in in the booking of this tag. Like you you would think they would have more, but you know. No, I mean they—they're not putting themselves above everybody else. They are Christian. It's a—it's it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing, right? Like yeah. if you—if you don't book yourself, yeah. Anyways, say this is had this conversation a million times in AEW. Uh, Butcher has the keys to the truck and dangles it in front of FTR. Pento does his Saramietto glove throw to Dax. Um, FTR builds heat on Pento with constant tags. Uh, Pretty much like the first phase of this match was Lucha Bros versus FTR, which hint, hint. Um, and I thought it was as great as you'd expect it to be in the beginning. And um, match shifts to Bucks working Blade and double drop kicks Butcher, uh, Top Rope, Kirk and Rana from Nick to Phoenix. Um, boy, nothing more than I want now than just a Nick Jackson, another Nick Jackson Phoenix match. Like, uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, this guy. Uh, Blade wears down Cash through the break. Matt Jackson double clothesline to Halucha Bros. Double stamps, double stomps, uh, Butcher and Blade. Slice bread to Bros. Crossbody from the top to Butcher and Blade. And then hot tag to map. Like, I'm just saying a bunch of stuff at this point. Like, this was just move after move. Move, 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 move. What I really liked about this match was that they were, like, doing the the finishers but like it was like nick jackson and dax yeah. harwood doing the shatter machine you know things like I'll that say this. yeah super kick from hardwood and matt to butcher good night express from wheeler and matt jackson like teamwork makes the dream work man it was just one of those things uh indie taker from dax and nick goes for the pin slide that da- slides dax out hardwood places blade up top for the powerplex followed with a 450 from nick but phoenix stops the pin by diving to matt who drops the- and stops the pin uh matt and penta exchange strikes melter driver is stopped by phoenix and then my god ray phoenix does a fucking canadian destroyer to the outside to everybody and i thought this if you and I know AEW has a lot of moments like this, but I would put this like on their video, like their vertical slice up the top of Ray Phoenix doing the Canadian destroy to everybody. Uh, I thought this was just an incredible, incredible spot. Um, malfunction at the junction with Matt and Dax, and after much fuck- fuckery, Matt takes an an LB driver for the pin and win. I thought this was an upset. I honestly thought Bucks and um, FTR were go- was going to win this. They got to build but up yeah. like, for Bucks versus FTR eventually. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're yeah. it goes nowhere yeah. if they win. Yay, we won! Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like it was, it was one of those matches where like you could see it's a, a well booked match. Like you could feasibly see both dudes winning yeah. this, yeah. and um, this is the direction they're going with. And I thought. <laughs> well, I like I liked um, the conversation though the the commentary this Jr. Go and he looked like the guy from the Pulp Fiction. He's like, do you mean the Gimp? He looks like the Gimp, and he was like, yeah, yeah, he looks like the Gimp. Kind of does with the zippered mouth and the. But honestly, eyes. they the other commentary I think was like Tony Schiavone and Excalibur started cracking up so hard because they did not expect Jr. to bring up the Gimp from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, bring out the gimp. I am gimp. loving, like, loving JR's references on AEW more than I am loving Morrow's references on NXT lately. I oh, will say they're that. so forced. They yeah. are so forced. And like, I love, Mar- love Morrow to death. He used to be good at it, but but damn, JR's really, he's oh, on no, point lately. Morrow was always bad at it, but it was just like, 
but it was to a point where I was just like, oh, Morrow. You know, J- you know, JR's like, he looks like the gimp. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like yeah. laughing at everyone to the side and like, all right, fine. But yeah, I think this was one of the best matches Dynamite has ever put out in the in its existence. Yeah. I thought this was an insane match from top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, and it's that, good. It's good. That, that tag division, it's it's, it's right up there. Like, it's the thing. There's a bunch of tr- one of the interesting things about NXT and AEW is that there's a bunch of trade offs. Like, I certainly believe NXT has one of the best women's divisions. Yeah. In in on the one of the best women division women's divisions on the planet. Um, and I just think AEW, they're really, they're really stacking their tag, their tag divisions, their tag teams. Like just, you can make a million combinations with, with who they have. And it's just instant money right there. Yeah. You know, at the behest of their singles division, I'll say right there, like they got to even this up. They got to even this out a little bit. And it's kind of a, it's kind of hard to do that with a, when you only have one, two hour show. Well, they want to focus a lot on tag teams in uh, AEW. So I, 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 yeah. That was, if anything, that was kind of their mantra, right? And I think like, they have they to they bring... have to force it down our throats. I think at a certain point to be like, this is what tag team wrestling should be like, not Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Versus... They want to bring back legitimacy. They want to bring back the spirit of tag team wrestling. Absolutely, that, of days of yore. Yep. And yep, yep, yep. you know they already have the greatest tag team wrestling match in North America under their belt. Arguably the greatest tag team match ever. All right, all right, all right. We get it. I mean, I could say that. Like, if someone, I could, I could see someone lot, say no, that. A lot of people said that. I don't. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's good match. <laughs> Remember the quotes post revolution? Like, where like the last, the last box quote was from Dave Meltzer, the greatest tag team wrestling match ever. Like, that's, <laughs> oh yeah, big Dave, Uncle Dave. Anyway. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, Cody has this chicken wing con. They we see more of that chicken wing eating contest where he makes some dudes have to say a word like that Ellen DeGeneres phone game. Yeah. Yep. Don't know that. That's, Co- so. that's Cody. Yeah. That's Cody for you. Uh, Alex Marvez interviews Big Swole and says she can't enter the building and is being suspended by AEW Brass. She calls Britt Basura Baker a trick and says that she drove three hours to Daly's place to find this out. And she could have um, called her. Asked, and asks, have you ever heard of snail mail? Have you ever heard of a fax machine? Have you ever heard? You could have just called me and like, yeah, Big's like, that's that's a great point. Why couldn't they just? I think because they have to like deliberately deliver a subpoena. Like they couldn't they? I think yeah. No, if it's a subpoena, I think they have to like hand it to you in person. But they could have called her and been like, "Hey, don't bother showing up tonight." And they could send a subpoena to wherever you are. They're yeah. not, you know, they're not just gonna. And apparently, this is a kind of, a, and this is a, a write off for Big Swole, I guess. But really? Well, because yeah because um shoot wise she is immunocompromised and florida again like i said earlier it's the state to be in right now yeah so i think this is more or less you know mixwell airing on the side of caution um you know safety first absolutely i think because that's what i this is how i took away from it might not be true we might see more of swole because we did see more of swole on dynamite this week like her doing something to because like Tony, because Tony Khan tweeted out like he is, she is in fact like kayfabe suspended. Yeah. And so yeah, so, I mean, this might be, and you know, we'll see what happens. Safety first. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Nyla Rose versus Kylan King and Kenzie Page. Sheeta and Ford are shown watching the match, and you see she's Hikaru Sheeta just staring. Just mm, mm. you see? Did, did you see how Sheeta wore the belt too? 
Oh, it's kind of like a. Where it's kind of just on her strapped on her shoulder, but like, then it's strapped. Uh, like the hipsters, also to... like how the hipsters wear the fanny packs. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Should put a supreme sticker on that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. Nyla kills both. Um, Nyla wins. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Get some get some pasta sauce out because we're having some squash. Am I right? <laughs> uh, you eat. You eat squash with pasta sauce? Well, spaghetti squash. Spaghetti squash. Have you ever had spaghetti squash? It's a very. Uh, you replace the noodles with squash because it's a very noodly. Like, anyways, we'll talk about it later. I'll, sounds, send, I'll send you sounds, a recipe. It's pretty good. Sounds like one of those things where it's on paper. It sounds disgusting, but it might actually be pretty good. It is. I'll send you the recipe. Okay. Well, send it. Send it. You know, just we can talk about we'll squash. Po- post the link. Yeah, let's talk about squash for thirty minutes. Okay. Well, this was squash. Uh, post-match, Nyla makes her announcements, but except not really. She firmly believes that actions speak louder than words, and yeah. the actions tonight spoke for themselves. Faces boo, heels cheer. Uh, she takes it upon herself to get a manager, but she's not ready to tell you what it is. And tells them to shut up. They're just, like, doing everything in AEW. Like, more managers, more tag teams. Do you and, think they... And, hold uh, on, hold they, on. And more double champion, and more fucking double champions. Because next week we're going to have a double champion. I don't care what anyone says. Do you think... They um they like spiced up the crowd noise in this one, in this episode of Dynamite a little bit more than usual. Uh, I didn't notice anything. I th- kind of noticed it, but I watched it was like. But you're you're focusing on it, and I'm watching in the background while I'm at work. So you know what I mean. Oh, so you're telling me you never you didn't really you don't really watch Dynamite? No, I do, but I'm just saying like <laughs> sometimes I'm doing one or two different things at a time, so I'm not sitting there like. Does your employer know that you're watching wrestling while on the I, job? My employer, I think, knows I'm. I get bored. They know who you are. They yeah. know what you're kidding. They know who I am. Do you know who I am? Uh, let's see. Where am I? Yeah. Uh, she says everyone who has managers are champions, citing Cage and Cody. Which, but not cite. She really said. Funny. I love how she says Tolly, but I'm like Sean Spears doesn't have a title. Uh, Lance Archer doesn't have a title. Um, uh, was it? But the but the champions do. Kip. Well, not like, all the champions. I, I just find it really cute. I find it really curious that they like she cited K. I mean, I guess heels got a bad bat for the heels, but the fact that Moxley they, she doesn't. K, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, well, she just wants a manager. Uh, <laughs> she would like to see the manager. Yep. She's just Nyla like Rose. Tyler Rose is Karen. Yeah, she's just like I. I just don't want to book my flights anymore. So yeah. I need someone to handle that. Thanks. Hey. Uh, Sheeta just stares menacingly oh. as we end the. Is segment. it Paul so, Ellering? It's Paul Ellering. It. Oh, that would be cool. Paul Ellering. Was, was he let go? I mean, he doesn't. I don't think he works for WWE anymore. His daughter was just recently let go from WWE. Rachel Evers. Yeah. So yeah, I could I mean, definitely see her. I can see if she comes to AEW. I can see Ellering. Paul Ellering coming. Vicky in. Guerrero. Ah, uh, that's what I. That's what somebody. That's was thought. every. That's what everybody's saying. I think that's that's okay. I mean, no, I. I don't want that. I don't want that either. I don't want any, like it's uh, like in theory. I can, I can only handle the excuse me like once a twice a year. I can handle it twice and, a year. Yeah, and she can't say excuse me. She says, "Are you kidding me?" Oh, that's right. Remember that she doesn't say she doesn't say excuse me. She says, "Are you kidding?" She me? used to say excuse me in WWE. Uh, we get a very welcome image of Cole Cabana with a hematoma. Ooh, this ooh. looked fucking gnarly, and according to Brian Alvarez on Twitter, it's legit. Well, it looked pretty um, legit. It, he was pretty bruised up. Yeah. Um, when did this happen? Last week. Coco Mana wrestled last week? I think so. I don't okay. remember. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. I really should have looked this up. Uh, yeah. 
He's being tended to by the medic, but is summoned by Brody Lee to get ready for the six man against SCU. And that's right now. Mr. Brody Lee, Stu Grayson, and Cole Cabana versus SCU. Uh, you have Dark Order members joining over the hard cam, which I thought was a nice visual touch. Release German from Kaz to Grayson. Grayson gets spilled over to Dark Order to the Dark Order drones. Majority of the break consists of Cabana and Lee working Sky. Commentators put over how impressive Stu Grayson has been, which, I mean, I don't. It, it really did feel like a showing out for Stu Grayson in this one. Um, hot tag to Kaz and works Lee and Grayson, but Lee eventually catches him with a right. Cutter from Kaz to Grayson. Daniels with a tope to Lee. Best moonsault ever to Grayson, but the count is stopped by Colt. Lariat to Daniels, and Lee instructs Grayson to tag Colt in to pin Daniels for the pin and win. And you see Colt Cabana feeling happy about the win and is appreciative. Yep, yep, exactly what like yeah. what you're doing. Uh, Colt feels happy about the like, win and is like, appreciative. Oh. <sighs> yeah. yeah, this this feels good, you guys. Thanks for making me feel good. Yeah. yeah. Did you see? Hey. The new, did you see the new shirt, the Dark Order Cole Cabana shirt? Oh man! Yeah, it's a dark, it's a Dark Order. He says, "I don't know why I like this, but go buy it." And it says Cole Cabana. It has kind of the Dark Order logo. Instead of saying "Boom Boom," it says "Doom Doom." Ooh, Doom Doom. So that would be part of the song. Doom Doom, Cole Cabana. Doom Doom. Yeah, so they played Cole Cabana's music to, to end this segment too. And well, I he got the pin, so that I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I thought this was this match was there was here oh like it existed like it was this was this was a show that if you if i were to rank matches on this show what would probably be in the bottom what tier. if colt cabana was playing the dark order though what if he was like no dude i was just using you guys for a win for the wins like no i don't really yeah, care you could definitely do that and like, they're like what it's definitely they're like, out for him. yeah yeah you guys are idiots that would make dark order look yep yeah, would actually look like idiots yeah um i would i would advise against that and then they would have dark well order then you could have then you could have brody lee versus colt cabana and it's a match. It's a match. It's a match. Like all of this is just a mid card feud to me. Like I can't, I can't really like outright criticize it. Like saying, Oh, "Oh, this is a bad storyline. Cause I like on one hand, like I actually don't think it's that bad of a storyline because, Oh, I kind of like it. I like it. Yeah. 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 I actually, yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Britt Baker gets confronted by big swole and scoffs at APWs or AEW darks. Will Hobbs, who wears a face, who rightfully wears a face mask, face mask, yeah. Um, get yeah. on you, Will Hobbs. He's got family. Uh, the, uh, Swole throws something at Britt's face and ends with Britt and Rebel just losing their shit over it. Yeah. yeah. Not the best week for Britt Baker, honestly, no. as far as I'm concerned. But Rebel, um, she continues to be a great foil for Britt Baker. Like, she she brings it. Anyway. Main event time. Orange Cassidy with best friends and a bad theme song versus Le Champion Chris Jericho with Proud and Powerful. Oh, that's a new theme song for Orange, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is Orange Cassidy's theme song, which is just a. I feel like. Well, he used to come out to um a, a one the best of the, friends theme. No, I mean like in GCW, he used to come out to like some '70s song that's very iconic. Um, but they're not going to pay for the rights to that. I thing. think I think this is a lost opportunity to do something that's really like evocative of Orange Cassidy's uh, character. If like they just have like a theme, like yeah. Doing a generic theme song is very much on brand with Orange Cassidy, but then, like, I think you could go even blander with it. Like, you could just have like a MIDI, like just like a like a, a, a like a lightweight, catchy. MIDI it, it, song. it would it would that would have to be like really explained though. I don't think a lot of people would get that. Like, if it was just some what do you mid- mean get it? Like, it's just orange. It's Orange Cassidy. Like, 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, there's I not know. much to explain. He's very lethargic. Lethargy is his thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I just personally to me, I think '70s like rock music comes across more of like whatever kind of stony, like whatever man, Matthew McConaughey, like you don't smoke, be cooler if you did, kind of vibe. So, dazed and confused vibe. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Orange Cassidy immediately takes his shirt off, which is still bloodstained from a week ago, which is kind of disgusting. Nasty. But he like he yeah, and it requests Chuck and Trent to back off. He he's he's got this. He said uh, he Jericho, said tranquilo. Yeah, uh, Jericho has Floyd the Bat with Proud and Powerful having orange juice. Um, hands in his pocket, offense from OC scaring Jericho away. Tope suicida to Jericho and a brawl to the outside ensues. Oh, like. Really, just Orange Cassidy's really bringing in the aggression here. Uh, OC works the elbow that Jericho uses for the Judas effect. Excalibur points out. Jericho reverses a swinging DDT to Lion Tamer. Orange reaches the ropes. Mad ball to Orange as Aubrey looks at Jericho hot dogging. Uh, it's Jericho building heat on him at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Um, throwing him to the co- throwing him to the corner, just working on him. But Orange outpaces Jericho for a couple of pin attempts, kicks out of all of them. Uh, Orange attempts a Superman punch. He gets a baseball slide from Jericho. Abdominal stretch from Jericho to Orange, but Jericho holds onto the ropes and is stopped by Aubrey Edwards. Uh, Orange uses this to toss Jericho down. Four arms from Orange. Uh, Orange gets crashed to the barricade. Jericho works the bloodied ear. Uh, Orange fires up again with palm strikes and forearms, head scissors takes down, hands in his pockets. And at this point, I just thought like, oh, is he really just going to do this in the middle of the match? And then just so when he's about um, just when he does those small kicks to the shin. Oh, yeah, that was that was good. That was good. I like that. He gives Jericho a brief fault. Salt, he gives Jericho a brief sense of false security and just straight up super kicks. I'm like, there's no tomorrow kick. after yeah. this. Orange dives to Jericho for a near fall. Orange spills over to all three guys to the outside and does a diving DDT to Jericho for another near fall. Uh, Orange signals for the Superman shot, but runs into the walls of Jericho, but attempts a pin on Jericho for another near fall. Like, just near fall after near fall after near fall. I just thought, yeah. again, this has been said a million times, but I ha- we have to make this point clear. in front of a, If you book this exact same match in front of this crowd... This would have been fucking oh, it would have it would have legendary driven me crazy. Legendary. Like you would have gotten the oh my god, what are and you not doing? To, and not to and not to say this that, that took away from this because like this match was still incredible. Yeah. Uh, Orange haymakers uh, Jericho. Orange juice gets spilled on Orange Cassidy. Oh. Best friends chase proud and powerful away. Codebreaker and bat no bat and codebreaker to Orange Cassidy. In which I thought this was the finish because I looked at it. It was it was a. Uh, no, it was like, so it was like I, there was three minutes left in the show, and I thought they were going to dedicate this three minutes to the celebration. Nobody's going out to a code breaker. Uh, oh yeah, no. But then I comp- I bought it. Unless you unless you're Leon Ruff or you know, I completely bought this finish. Yeah, though. Yeah. Uh, back elbow. That's not the Judas effect for some reason. Uh, to orange. Yeah, everyone was really confused by it because they were like, wait, that's I- not the Judas effect. Back like, elbow. It's a back elbow. Yeah crazy uh he misses the lion salt michinoku driver to jericho for another near fall stun dog millionaire swinging ddt near fall orange goes for another super for another superman punch but gets the judas effect judas effect and pins and wins for the win yeah win overrun by two minutes uh the show ended at 702 oh wow i yeah. mean I, it, it was, was it was a really good match 
I I, re- I really movie. really liked it, and I think this should silence anybody who thinks Orange Cassidy is a one note gimmick. That being said, I don't know where where they're going to go with Orange Cassidy. Like, I think it's just build them up again. Like this was I know Jericho like they they're I like they wanted to keep Jericho strong. I completely understand that, but really to me the real winner was Orange Cassidy because. Like this, this, I, in my opinion, silenced all doubters that Orange Cassidy is only just a gimmick. Like that Pac match, if like if it didn't convince, if that Pac match didn't convince you, like then this Jericho match should. Yeah. If this didn't, then I don't know what you're seeing. But yeah, Orange Cassidy, he's what a great get for AEW. Well, like, I yeah, I mean, I, I I he's like Tony Khan's favorite wrestler, so <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's there's a part of me that's Orange like Cassidy's favoritism? great. No, I, I Orange Cassidy's great. There's parts of I'm just hey, great enough that great enough to be a Halloween costume. That's true. That's well, I look a lot. I people said if I do it upright, if I do it right, I look pretty much just like him. So so you got a lot of compliments from that, huh? I did. <laughs> yeah, did people legitimately think you looked like like during that show? Well, it's funny because like the next show I went <coughs> to, somebody was like. Holy shit, it's Orange Cassidy. He, no, he came up to me. He was, oh, you dress like Orange Cassidy for Halloween. I said, yeah, I did. She goes, no. He goes, but I was talking to my friend, and I said, that guy over there looks a lot like Orange Cassidy, and he told me that you dressed like him for Halloween. So I'm known as the guy who, like, dresses up for Halloween, so. You'd be like uh, like the Shinsuke, like that guy who dresses up like Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a guy in San Antonio that dressed like Kenny Omega that I remember seeing him at the Rumble one year, and that was funny. He's gonna enter the rumble like, oh shit, Kenny Omega! Yeah, yeah. This was a this was a fantastic, way better than night one in my opinion. Um, yeah. This was a really great episode of Dynamite, probably one of their best. Good. Top five. Uh, Top five. One thing I think you forgot to talk about though, Michael, and I'm really really bummed that you didn't talk about it is the puppy battle royal because i was hoping you'd cover it Corey. did you you watched it oh i did i did what happened um so give us your if you if you don't if you didn't watch this this is what it was no i see i i skimmed through it i know what it is well do you know why they had it uh it was for like some charity right well uh the the dogs actually were born to a mother dog that was an um the parent of the dog was an AEW fan and she was talking to Tony Khan and she's like in the local area about how she named all the dogs after a bunch of the wrestlers there, the little pups that, you know, eventually they're going to be adopting out. So Tony Khan decided to put this together. Um, it was basically seven puppies, uh, four in the women's match, three in the men's match. Um, and, you know, they played it up like the dogs would come out to entrances like Hikarashida puppy. Uh, the Penelope Ford puppy, which was the winner of the women's battle royal, Penelope Ford. Both and, heels going over. Yeah, wow. MJF, uh, the MJF puppy won too. It was pretty good too because it had, was it was fucking adorable. You had Tony, you had Tony, Sh- you had Tony Schiavone commentating the entire time. He's like, oh, they're going after the ref. Why do they keep going? And it was just like this, uh, this chew toy uh, ref, and you had Pharaoh <laughs> as the outside enforcer. <laughs> Uh, yeah. He was only in one shot, but you know he was supposed to be the outside enforcer, which I thought was great. It was, oh, yeah. it was funny. If you need a moment of your day to brighten your day, I think that honestly really would. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at this tweet right now. I can't believe Taz brought back the N64. This <laughs> <laughs> is look at Brian Cage just being really just ooh. Like, oh, can we play that? Hey. 
Anyways, let's talk some NXT, shall we? Yeah, yes, let's. Great American Bash. Night two. Night two. Uh, we kicked things off with, uh, it was a street fight. Uh, Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim. Both women donning the classic street fight denim and t-shirt attire. Mia Yim with Tim's. Uh, with, yes. Mia with, Yim's Tim's. Tim, with, oh God, I almost called them Timber, Tim Burton's. Timberlands, right? Timberlands. Why hasn't Tim Burton capitalized on that? <laughs> um, Yim attacks Larray as she comes to the ring. Uh, Yim throws Larray into the ring and starts to fill the ring with an assortment of weaponry. Uh, this is a very weapons-focused match. The two battle with kendo sticks. Yim introduces a table, but Larray is the one to set it up in the corner. Larray working on the shoulder of Mia Yim. The two battle on, eventually battle through the fans onto the craft services table. Um, that's when Larray takes over, used a fire extinguisher to blind Mia Yim. Larray tries to suplex Lim off this elevated platform into the craft service table. Uh, Yim fights back, gives her a drop kick off of the elevated surface through the table. Um, big boot to, oh, I wrote Basura Larray because she called her Basura earlier. Uh, eventually she places a garbage can over her, big boot to Larray, cannonball, uh, she brings out the brass knucks, which were very comically large brass knucks. Did you see uh, inform the viewer what they are? It can't be too subtle. Well, yeah, uh, it can't be William Regal's brass knucks. Well, he's, he, he did. He's say, somewhere in his house. They did say his. Yeah, they did say, oh, William Regal would be proud of her. <laughs> I was like, OK. Uh, yeah, because that's his thing. Uh, I, well, I know. Uh, Yim, like I said, she brings up the brass knucks. Larray blocks a chair shot, proceeds to strike Yim with multiple chair shots. The two battle on top of a wobbly table that's placed on the top turnbuckle. Uh, diving, swinging neckbreaker to Yim off the table through a pile of chairs after Larray hits her with the brass, knucks, brass knuckles. And uh, Larray gets the pin and the win, elevating Larray probably to a women's title match in the future. Um, making her more of a contender. I, I guess it makes sense, but... Honestly, the only thing I remembered about this match was the final spot, which was the neckbreaker to... That was cool. It was really... A bunch I, of chairs. And I, I... I Hey, listen, they had me glued on the screen when they were on that table in the corner because yeah. it looked like that was going to tip over. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I say... And I'm going to start kind of giving these matches a five out of 10 rating. Uh, I'd give us a 5 We're out of rating 10. matches now? Hey, why not? How many uh, flare chops is this? This is a five out of ten, I would say. Five out of ten flare chops. Uh, um, this, Ouch. Uh, well, no, I mean, this is a middle-of-the-road match. Uh, it wasn't yep. horrible. It wasn't uh, anything to brag about. Uh, a little long, but at no point was I like saying, this is a horrible match or this match needs to end right now. It was just right there in the middle. Um, then, then there was this most unnecessary picture-in-picture picture with Candice LeRae and Mia Yim getting up. During we need to explain how they cleared this ring, Corey. I guess so. Uh, next up, we have Bronson Reed versus Tony Nese. Um, NXT's resident thick boy. He, I I liked when he came out with that. I don't know if he's going to come out with that anymore. The thick thing. The I mean, they just call him that. Yeah. He doesn't have to. Uh, Bronson overpowered. Sure says it. He did, though, for a while. I know. Uh, Bronson I know. overpowering Nice at the beginning of this match. Uh, nice, uh, though, is playing off the speed and taunting Reed with his athleticism. Uh, they go back and forth. Eventually, Reed hits a flying body splash to Nice. It was a match. I would say it's probably about a 4 out of 10. Um, I found myself tuning out in this match. Nice, I don't know, man. I felt They're building like, something up with... Uh, are with, they? Uh, with, uh, with Tony, I forgot his name. Tony Nice. <laughs> Or Bronson, no. Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I just honestly myself... like it's just uh, what was very evocative about this show was getting guys over, you know, pushing things forward. Yeah, you know, and I think they want they want new blood, and I think Bronson Reed is apparently one of those people, one yeah. of those guys. Yeah, I just with with Tony Nese, I just I don't care. Any match he's in, I'm just like, I don't care. Dude. He lost the match. so I like, know, but I still don't care when he's in a match. Why would you no. put him in a match to get me in? I, he's talented. He is. I think he I is. think Tony Nese is talented. I will they say just, that. He, they just don't have anything for him right now. He just comes out every time. Oh, I'm Tony Nese. One, he has a great two, look. three, he's, four, five. I'm just like, okay, it's the same. You can work a great match. It's, it's you know, it's just it's just one of those perennial you know, creative has nothing for you. And You know what it is? It's, it's very off-brand with NXT because they usually find something you for You know what anybody. it is? It's that 205 Live Stank. That's what he's got, man. He's got old school 205 Live Stank on him. And I'm just like, I don't care. So, God, 205 Live. Think, talk about like a rot. Like a that still that's happens. kind of cursed. Well, they're like NXT roster pretty much now. So Yeah. Uh, then, you know, Jordan Devlin, TJP, Rich Swan, Enzo anyways. Amore. Anyways. Jack Gallagher. That's again. That is, that's quite a quite a, a row. Fantastic. Like I don't want the title. Take it back. Kind of cursed. Next up, we have Tony. I'm sorry. I mean Robert Stone and Aaliyah backstage. Uh, Stone he tries to recruit Shotzi Blackheart to the Robert Stone brand. Uh, Shotzi refuses and uh, says she rolls alone. Uh, Stone is livid and tosses his coffee behind him because you know when you're mad you just throw stuff behind you. Makes total sense. <laughs> What? This was a taped segment. They fucked up. Not a single drop of coffee went into Killian Dane. And uh, yeah, Killian Dane, uh, the coffee hits Killian Dane. Dane slams uh, Robert Stone on the ground. And Shotzi just roll, uh, rolls over Robert Stone's leg with her mini tank. Um, it's a bit uh, of a dick move. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. That was kind of uncalled for. He just he tried to offer a job and or representation and she. Yep. Broke his leg, so that she, sucks. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart, fresh off from a trip to Graceland. Yeah, you follow she, her on Instagram. She she was. She I saw to Grace. She went to Graceland. You know what? <laughs> she likes Elvis. What it, can I say? I like Elvis American too. Bash, so you know, might as well. Uh, next up, we have Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Johnny Gargano. And- no, hold on, hold on a second. What? That this was a taped segment, dude. Yeah. This was this was taped, right? Yes. Yes. Could, couldn't they get another take of Robert Strone actually like throwing coffee at Killian Dane? No. One take. Like, one take. The NXT is all about the one take. Um, I think they did it one time. They were like, that was good in one take. They're like, let's do them all in one take. Let's if we get done faster. It's fine. It makes, I guess it was makes yeah, sense. Okay, whatever. It doesn't make sense at all. I completely agree. You it's it's dumb. Uh, next up, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Johnny Gargano. And uh gotta say I like this match. This match starts with a series of uh, chain mat wrestling. Started out a little slow. Uh, but built up during the commercial break. We have a rolling flatliner to Gargano, followed by a kickout. Uh, slingshot spear to Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, these two go back and forth, and it was good. Uh, Swerve is ready for the push that he's earned, in my opinion. Uh, Gargano trying to lock in the Gargano escape, but Swerve hits the JML driver to Gargano. Um, kicks out, and Swerve is stunned. Gargano evades the double stomp on the outside, proceeds to push Swerve into the ring post. Poison Ron at a swerve, one final beat DDT, and the pin and the win for Johnny Gargano. And like I said, this match, I would probably say it was like six. That's really good. Yeah, I would actually say it was like, it was good. It wasn't great, but I would say it was probably a six out of ten, in my opinion. Uh, it was a good match, swerve. Like I said, I think he's ready for that push, and I think he would look good with, uh, not with the Cruiserweight title, but put that uh, North American title on him. 
just two talent, very talented individuals having a good match. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I think, you know, in front of fans, in front of fans at a takeover, boy, this match will be great. Oh boy. Uh, I still hate the Johnny Gargano character. I hate the direction that he's uh, being taken (laughs) in. Yeah. You're supposed to. Um, you're supposed to hate Johnny Gargano. Yeah, but then it's not, it's not, it's not one of those, Oh, you're supposed to hate him. It's like, I genuinely just don't like the direction that they have for him beyond him, like trying to be good at what he does. It's just, this is just not, it's not him. Well, or it could be him. I don't know. I don't know the guy personally, but like, (laughs) I don't really know. But, uh, next up though, we have Io Shirai and she's in cryostasis mode. Uh, hibernating in a um, water chamber uh, with the title. Yeah, so it's a it was hot cool. new thing nowadays. It was cool. It <laughs> was know? very. It was very like. It reminded me of like an anime. Like, you know how you know like football players to take ice hot like ice baths. Like this is just uh, your yeah, try. Just yeah, 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 yeah. It makes makes sense. It's a form um, of meditation. Also, Tegan Knox. She's talking about how her uh, they're gonna have a match next week, but we'll talk yep. about more of that later. Uh, then we have a tale of the tape. Uh, for Keith Lee and Adam Cole for their double title match tonight. Um, Adam Cole, 200, uh, Adam Cole, like 230 10, pounds. 210. I'm looking at it right 210. now. 210. Yeah. And uh, then Keith Lee, three, 340. Um, and their style, uh, Adam Cole's style, precision and cunning. I didn't know cunning was a style. And um, Keith Lee's style, power and agility. So, But they have something called intangible which I was kind of like, what? Their X Factor. Yeah. Corey. Yeah. And the X Factor for Adam Cole is he's undisputed. And the X Factor for Keith Lee is he's limitless. So. Marketing terms, basically. <laughs> I really wish mar- it would have said marketing terms. This is them. Yeah. Uh, next up. What is it called? What is it called again? Uh, intangible. The, the intangible. That's so stupid. Yeah. That's so stupid. It's really dumb. I, I, no, but then I like the tail of the tape. It's, it's, but it's one of those. It's one of, again. There's always there's decree, decrees of stupidity in wrestling. Yeah. That falls upon absurd. That it kind of that endearing absurd. It's endearing in its absurdity. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I like the tail of the tape thing. It just they I, they were like, okay, height, weight, style. What what do we put? Reach? No. Uh, no. Okay. Better than the tail of the tape of the Hager and Cody thing where it had strikes per, it per strikes hour, per hour or something. grapples per hour. Like, Well, you know what? At least those were real numbers that Tony Khan probably crunched himself. So and it's, it's definitely possible. It's <laughs> definitely possible considering like how much of a, how much of a nerd he is for that nerd. stuff. No. Uh, next up, Legato del Fantasma versus Brizongo and Drake Maverick. Uh, Brizongo come out in conquistador masks, masks, and uh, Drake Mavericks. When he comes out, it gets serious up in her. Um, I mean, this was a decent match. I don't know. I I kind of I kind of my eyes kind of glossed over to be honest. Yeah, it was a it was a six man tag for a six man tag. Uh, you have all these different guys getting their spots off, which was good. It kind of keep you know keep people watching, keep people interested. But at the end of the day. Um, this was just a build-up uh, cruiserweight title match, I think, for Drake Maverick versus Fantasma, or sorry, Santos Escobar. And um, yeah, it 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 was a middle. I mean, I'm I can go through the whole match, but I mean, there was a point where uh, Fandango looked like he was um, he landed weird on his leg to the outside. Um, yeah. But it was I pretty sure it was a God. It, he gets injured again, like. When but when he, do you when, but when he, do you call it Fandango? He, he kept wrestling though, so I you know okay. he stayed in the match, so I don't think 
he legit hurt himself. Uh, eventually, oh, no. though, Maverick gets in the ring and Phantasma hits the Phantom Driver and Santos Escobar gets the pin and the win on Drake Maverick. Five out of ten, in my opinion. For a six-man tag, there was uh, there were moments that were good, but overall, it was unnecessarily long. I don't know. I, I just don't know how Drake Maverick went from being this nerdy guy who pees him, his pees his pants to being a legit contender and being, you know what I mean, for the title. Being fired. That was the thing. Oh, so it's that, the Heath Slater effect. It's a Heath well, Slater effect. Well, you know, like just Drake like didn't the come, fact that Drake didn't you, come you, back. You have a you have a you have a very life real life situation in your hands and i'm, I'm no. saying real life no, no in kayfabe terms no 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 in like in kayfabe terms or like the fact that you are th- like your very your your very livelihood is you know i understand it's put, Sink- no, it's put into question sink or swim and it's a, it's a fight or flight situation for yeah. drake maverick because he wants the reason why he has this legit contender and the fact that he's still in this tournament like he's fighting for his job it's a it's a fight or flight instinct but, but to the, no he flight. has he has his job he already has his job he doesn't need yeah, a fighter. That's flight. what happens. He already has but his then, job. So now yeah, he's all. He, he earned it. And now it's. He, all he earned better. To get better. He earned better booking. Uh, no, I know. It's just to me, he was a geek before. And yeah, he's better now. And I like him. And I'm not trying to hate on him. It's just I I don't understand how he went from the guy peeing his pants to now legit contender for the title or for the cruiserweight and, title. Um, and I'm telling you the fact that he. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't see that. Like I, it, by those, by that logic, then Heath Slater should be a contender for the WWE title. And he should, but he's not. So Almost, uh, yeah, I it mean, doesn't apply. Second, the, the, I mean, I just, now, now, now you're just think now you're trying to <laughs> apply logic to WWE booking. And that's just, that's a road that you don't want to. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we have uh, the Gargano's backstage gloating over their victories. Uh, Gargano says that Balor, if Balor hadn't w- ruined his win a couple weeks ago, he'd be double champion tonight with both titles right here. Boom, boom. And uh, LeRae says they both have unfinished business. <laughs> and then Johnny Gargano looks at McKenzie and goes, we got some fireworks to go set off over here. <laughs> Insinuating that they are going to go have sex. Yeah, because yeah. we, we got to let people know that Johnny Gargano does indeed fuck. Yes, and I did love uh, Larray sold it because she's like, Ugh, ew. I was like, okay. I mean, he is your husband, but whatever. Y'all, y'all, y'all have your own lifestyle, I guess. Have you seen Johnny Gargano? Hello? Like, Hold on. Uh-oh. Michael's cutting out there. Well, uh, that's what happens here at City Wrestling Radio. Michael, yo, hey, was that a was that a was that a piece of lag right there? That piece of business. Your internet connection is unstable. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, well, you're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. You're good now. Okay. Um, but so yeah, have you seen Johnny Gargano's Christmases on Twitter? No. With Candice LeRae, it's just he like the stuff that he gets for Christmas. Is oh, it's just toys. Much, it's just a bunch of toys. Hey, I'm not opposed of getting toys on Christmas. In fact, I think that's the best time to get toys. Yeah. Uh, but uh, boy. Let's just say uh, that dude's a real big nerd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next up, we have Santana Garrett, who's the magical referee versus Mercedes Martinez, the returning Mercedes Martinez. Now, is Santana Garrett the mechanic? No, no. That was somebody. Else. Well, she is. I, I, no, that was like somebody who does like cars and she had like a car yeah. name. She had like a and car not name. Shayna Baszler. And it which, wasn't like Mercedes. Who, 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 who it was died. Some, 
Uh, anyways, well, no, uh, Shayna Baszler was resurrected into Mercedes Martinez. Okay. And I hate saying that, but it just in NXT when Shayna Baszler was just there like a year ago, you know, it seems to me that now they have Ooh. Mercedes. You know who I mean? Come on, uh, Mercedes Martinez being there is just a carbon copy now it, to me. It's she's just the, she's the new Shayna Baszler. Yeah, and I know she, and I hate saying that because Mercedes Martinez has probably been around longer than Shayna Baszler in the business. Triple H only knows two types of women, and that's uh, rocker, rocker chick, and complete, and then just uh, and just white meat baby face. Yeah. Uh, Garrett gets some good shots in on Martinez, but Martinez asserts her dominance on Garrett and hits the Fisherman Buster, the pin and the win. I give this match a four out of ten. I thought this could have been either more of a squash or more of a legit match. It but, just wasn't enough of anything it needed to accomplish. Exactly. And um, like I said, she's just reminding me too much of Shayna Baszler. So next week we have Io Shirai versus Tegan Knox for the NXT Women's Championship and uh, Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes for um, respect, I, I guess, or, or a paycheck. I don't, I don't know. It's grind time next week, though. And that concludes us to our main event, Adam Cole versus Keith Lee. Uh, for the NXT Championship and the NXT North American Championship. Um, I mean, this is a great match. Uh, they lock up uh, Keith Lee toying with Adam Cole, dragging him around the ring by his hand. Adam Cole fights out, though. They battle on the outside. Lee pushed into the plexiglass, then slammed into the stairs. Uh, eventually, we have a deadlift superplex to Adam Cole. Spirit bomb to Adam Cole, but Cole manages to get one finger on the rope. Um, pounds to a spike slam to Cole, kick out. Um, I mean, we had everything in this match. Panama Sunrise, which, you know, with Keith Lee, his size, doing a Panama Sunrise. Jesus Christ. Um, he tries to go for another one. Four super, nothing is putting Keith Lee down. And then eventually he hits the Big Bang Catastrophe, the pin, and the win. And your new NXT champion, uh is Keith Lee. And double champion. Double, another double North, champion. Something I'm sick of. North, but. North American. Hey, two belts is a good look. Um, yeah, North, yeah, but everyone's doing it, so. You know, but the thing is, uh, Keith Lee, I'm all for this. I've always oh, yeah. I'm always been an advocate for Keith Lee, and I'm, I'm happy that he's champion. I'm happy that he's double champion. I think um, um, unless. Oh, and uh, during the post-match celebration, you see Karrion Cross. Uh, staring yeah. at Keith Lee, and, and would, he's laughing like. <laughs> I'd give this match an eight out of ten. Good match. It was a great match. Uh, Lee is fitting to be an NXT champion. Um, I do hope the idea of a double champion eventually becomes him. I want him to. I don't want. See, I don't want to sit here and say Keith Lee should relinquish a title because he's not deserving of being a double champion. He's absolutely deserving of being a double champion. You think? Uh, however, no, I, I don't think somebody should hold two titles in one division that goes for so, Naito that goes for Keith Lee that goes for anybody that holds two titles in one division you can hold a tag title and hold a singles title that's fine but in my opinion I don't think you should like Becky should have dropped one of those titles in my opinion um, uh, that's fair I mean just like you, Goldberg you were, no you were wishing you were wishing for um you were wishing for ultimate warriors or, ultimate warrior rules I'm, I'm going Goldberg win, no 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 where he would win but then it would have, again, like you said, you would have to relinquish that title. He would just win that, yeah. and then that would just when be Goldberg vacant. beat Hogan, he had to drop the U.S. title the next week. Yeah. So and like that, only the only thing that's on the line is the NXT that 
NXT title. Well, yeah. Well, but, no, because would, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, too many, um, too many double champs. And I think the being a double champ, I think it should go down that you are a double champion. But I think there should be rules in place that they don't cut because you're uh, you're either um, merging the two belts or unifying the two belts or you're silencing a division. So that was that was that was my that was NXT this week. Numbers are out. Uh oh, because we went long. So. That means the numbers went uh, came out. What? What? Give me. Oh, NXT total viewership seven hundred and fifty nine thousand. AEW seven hundred and fifteen thousand. Yeah, I win. I win. Both Michael. View- so both viewership got was down, but um, that sucks. The, the demo the, the demos are not out yet, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much the, it was pretty much the same, but. Uh, I guess that's just how it was. Okay, pretty much. Okay, Brian Alvarez, he says, pretty much exact same story as last week. NXT won total viewers. AEW won every demo except 50 plus. So we're kind of just, we're kind of just in a standstill at this point. There we go. We'll see how that goes for Fighter Fest. I mean, not Fighter Fest. um, Fight for the Fallen. Fallen. And whatever makeshift pay-per-view NXT decides to put on next week. Maybe we'll have NXT Presents WrestleMania. I don't know. We could say that NXT has a makeshift pay-per-view, but let's not let's not discount the fact that AEW is also doing this as well. <laughs> no, I know, but they're going to counter-program is what I'm saying. Oh, you hear about that Triple H uh, fucking... We don't counter... Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't counter-program. We only... We're at the midway point of this, yeah. and I'm like... Uh, but without getting, without getting too far into it, because I think that's a whole discussion, but the show's running a little long, and I want to talk about Dominion happening this weekend. Yep. Uh, we are going to be covering it this Sunday. Fans... Fans uh, are going to be there. Also. I got my my New Japan World account is fully up and up and functional. It is back on like Donkey Kong. You mean Kong. you resubbed? I did. I, <laughs> I resubscribed. Um, but there's only three matches announced for Dominion because we have the finals of the New Japan Cup happening. And I believe it is Evil versus Okada um, for a chance to face uh, Tetsuya Naito for both belts at Dominion. Uh, another match we have at Dominion is Golden Ace, the team of Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi defending their IWGP tag team titles, which I forgot they were champions, against Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. And uh, never openweight title, Shingo Takage versus Sho. Should be a good match. Yeah. Shingo versus Sho. Well, all three uh, of these matches. This is the, yeah. I, you know, like, who, who do you see winning the New Japan Cup? Evil or Okada? I think, it has to, I think it has to be Evil. I think so, too. I completely agree, because I think Evil... Him, I think he needs to leave Lij. I it's think a fresher match. He's been playing it up. He's been playing it up as a heel for like, like more a so year. than usual. No, yeah. more than usual. Oh. Um, but I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna end up being Evil versus Naito. That makes sense. Um, and I and I hope it would be because like, do you really want to do an Okada Naito rematch this soon? Like, I don't think so. And this is and this is a and they're at half capacity too, so they're not really concerned about selling you know, it out for set like for what's the what's the what match draws the most and if you're going to ask me that it would be okada versus naito but that's not they're not in the business of that right now they're just they're just they're just trying to hold shows and i think this is an opportunity for evil to really get to the next level which is being in a title match against his fellow lij member tetsuya naito well i think evil needs he needs to get out of that lij I, I think he can do it all on his own i think it's still he he sticks out like a sore thumb man in lij he's the one that doesn't go I feel like I feel like out of everybody that would benefit from leaving, I feel like it would be Sonata. I mean, uh, yeah, that's another story. Um, another thing uh, that's interesting about this show, like you said, one third capacity, but also fans are being told not to cheer. 
course. It's like a, it's like that recent news story where um, uh, in Japan you're not you're not allowed to scream in roller coasters. It's exactly like this. COVID, man. COVID. It's COVID. Which makes sense. I mean, you, you scream, droplets come out of your mouth, and then it goes into the air, airborne. Uh, Congratulations, you got the COVID. Well, that's weird the times. That's that was our Dominion Minute. <laughs> Dominion. Dominion, yeah. So uh, we will be back this Sunday, me and you, talking Dominion. Sunday. Just, I'm finding this out as. Last as, week. Right now. Oh, yeah, it was last week. <laughs> Anyways, guys, don't forget. So to- it's a two night event? Well, there's the the New Japan fi- the Cup Finals yeah. on Saturday morning, and then Sunday morning is that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yes, morning, it is. Huh? It's tomorrow night. So night because this, well, I us. consider it because more. I don't consider I for a very long time. I just considered mornings when the sun's up. Well, yeah. You know what I mean, I mean, it makes sense, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR four and five Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We will see you later this week. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Okay, bye.